This show is part of the Darkmore Podcast Network. To join our community Discord or see more content from our members, visit darkmorepodcasts.com. My name is Yessi, and I play Grimton Steadyhand, a fighter, paladin of Bahamut, special legionnaire of the Pandominion, and revolutionary in the Red Capes. My name is Steven, and I play Ulrich Orman, a gnome ranger, hexblade warlock, and chief arrow of the Warden Scout in Nui Satanos. My name is Sarah, and I play Moreland A. Lyclast, an elf in the Circle of the Land and presiding druid over New Isatalos. My name is Zach, and I play Alarskel Dream, a half-high elf bladesinger wizard, member of the Weaver's Guild, and a special legionnaire of the Pandemonium. And, and this, this is, is Advantage. Advantage. One, two, three. Clap! Okay, there is a huge mess surrounding the Arzire. Yes. Four ships have been sunk. There is a litter of longship pieces and parts scattered about all parts of the ships that you could potentially go stand on and go physically approach the other ships. Until then, it seems to be a ballista battle or at least some sort of ranged weaponry. The other longships are held out uh, in in their spots at 120-ish feet away now. There's one with a yellow gear, one with a dragon skull, and one that has neon green claw marks on a dark field. It is the top of the round with Grimton's turn. Top of the round. Top of the round. <laughs> yep. So it's critical hit, major spoilers. Top of the round. That's what that's from, by the way, if you didn't realize that. I, I did. That was, a, that was a first Dungeons & Dragons show that I was ever exposed to, thanks to our friend Zach Weaver. It's a good show. Mm-hmm. It was a good show. It still is. I'm going to bonus action, second wind, so 1d10 plus level. 14 hit points. And, I mean, if one of the ships is within range, I guess I'll shoot a, a death ray at the cap- at the captain. Are you shooting at the captain of Yellow Gear, Dragon Skull, or Clawmark? I'll do Yellow Gear. I forget that that's something I roll. Uh, rolled a nat 20 save. Grimton, I have bad news. Plot twist, the captain's a warforged. <laughs> That's fun. It is the, the yellow gear. They provided their own fleet for this. <laughs> Dang. It's because they're warforged, you know? Can't use a death ray on a warforged. This the just confirms more to Grimton that they are just not really alive. So. Yeah. Hmm? This that is makes fine. sense. This makes sense. Grimton's like, well, that tracks. Yeah. I have an important question. Okay. How many beams do I have left? Shit, shit. You've only used one. And how many oh. do I have? You tell me. How many is your magic beans? I think I said four, but I don't know for sure. There is there is actually a rule in the beans. It is 3d4 dry beans. Okay, so 3d4 minus one. I think I have enough d4s to do that. Are you just going to chuck them all yeah. into the water? I guess why not? No, not into the water. I have a couple of different plans here, depending on what Joe will allow. How many was it? 3D4? Yeah, hell yeah. I have seven. So the way the bag of beans reads, I have to remove a bean from the bag and plant it in dirt or sand, then water it for it to produce an effect, Um. which I can't currently do. Mm -hmm. However, if you dump the bag's contents out on the ground, they explode in a 10-foot radius extending from the beans. Each creature in the area, including you, must make a DC 15 dexterity saving throw or take 5d4 fire damage. So I didn't figure I could use these beans individually just because like, there's not really a good way to go about it unless throwing them in the water would do something. But reading through the effects, I think I just want to chuck the bag so am i close enough to like lob a bag onto a ship no okay but you could find a harpoon you could load that harpoon Mm -hmm. upon the ballista wait wait we were just shot with a ballista bolt true so we've got one you've got an actual ballista bolt and that would actually uh, yeah you could return to send to this i'm gonna actually hold on to the bag of beans then okay uh because we have two more charges 
for this one, I'm going to use just one charge. We're going to see how much damage we can do. So here, my plan is to go grab, go rip one of those bolts out the wall, uh -huh. stick a charge to it, and shoot the ballista at one of the oncoming... Oh, yeah. The near... I'm, I'm aiming at Kyle. We're going for the monster boat. That does feel like two turns. Are you willing to wait two turns? I am willing to wait two turns. For that shot? I'm going to do everything I can in one turn to prep a ballista shot at... Kyle. Would you like to grab multiple ballista bolts? And this, oh, absolutely! Yeah, I'm not just getting one. I'm bringing as many over there as I can. But in the next turn, I intend to shoot or one. maybe have been lobbed at you. Yeah, yeah. So I go and if it's gonna take two turns anyway, I go scavenge. I go scoop up four ballista bolts and I attach explosives to two of them because we have two explosives Great. left. Um, and my bag of beans to the third one. <laughs> so I attach explosives to three of them. Uh, the orcs are going to, specifically the orcs in, in the water, I'm gonna roll to see how well they're doing up against the, your crew, which is defending the rails. The orcs are doing a, a, a six on the d20 uh, amount of good. So not very good at all. Which means that your crew of the Arzire is successfully defending the rails. All right, it's time for Moonbeam. You take down your pants. <laughs> and for the last time, <laughs> moon show your bright shit. white shiny ass. Yeah, that was the best. That's like the Stay OG, that's an OG. Yeah. down. Eat ass! <laughs> oh you can't make me giggle like that right now. I've got too many things to think about. Do we still have gear ship or did somebody take that down? We still got it. All right, I'm going to moonbeam at, at Yellow Gear. Yellow Gear. Yellow Gear. When a creature enters the spells area, and it's only a five-foot radius, that's a ten-foot um, That's a ten foot cylinder, um, 40 feet high, though, which is very cool. What kind of damage? Ghostly flames that cause searing pain. It is a constitution saving throw. It is 2d10 radiant damage. The boat has incredible constitution. Uh, what with it being a boat? And the fact that it started out the spell with creature. Still worth the try. Also, it's just cool. Shoot that sky laser. I guess I would like to... Okay, fine. I'll aim it at a, at a people. At a person. At a people. Yes. How about the chief of... Yes. Uh, the, the captain of the gearship. Yep. Gearship captain. Uh, con okay, save. 14 total. And that has to be better than my skill. Spell casting mod. So it does save. There's still damage taken. Which is half as much. This big scary moonbeam comes down and it's like, ow. <laughs> like that's the level it of damage. It would probably say ow if it weren't a Warforged Titan on the deck of this ship. Eight damage, eight radiant damage. This particular Titan has four arms and is terrifying and menacing. 12 feet tall is this construct. Can I just send a fireball that way? What's the range on fireball? Um, 150 feet. Oh, plus you're flying, so yeah. How long does flying last? 10 minutes. Dang. Dang. That's a long time in combat. 60 rounds. Which is more than enough. Hopefully. <laughs> it's cool, so we'll fireball Kyle's ship. You're gonna fireball Kyle's ship. Are you aiming for people or? Captain Kyle and um, the other Kyle's. And all the other adjacent Kyles. As many Kyles as can be hit by one fireball. Kyle one, Kyle two, Kyle three. The whole squad, the whole COD squad. Dexterity saving throw of a 16 or better. Kyle rolled a six, Kyle rolled a seven, and <laughs> Kyle rolled a 15. Nice. Um, the first Kyle is Chief Kyle. Captain Kyle. 32 damage. The, the non-Kyle Kyles, non-Captain Kyle Kyles are kilt. K-I-L-T, Kilt, and uh, Captain Kyle is uh, still standing, but flaming, and is pissed about his ship uh, being on fire. <laughs> that is really metal. It's so metal! He's on fire and he's angry! Captain Kyle is going to rage quit. <laughs> <laughs> he throws an Xbox controller into the ocean. Deals 1d4 damage to drywall. <laughs> <laughs> I think Captain Kyle is going to scuttle his own ship. <laughs> 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 and then That's his mom's gonna yell at him about it tomorrow. Ulrich counting out loud. Ninety-five more to go. 
And these Warforged are going to, at disadvantage, going to unleash a barrage of crossbow bolts because that's all they can do. Then we will fight in the shade. That's fun. All of y'all roll two d20s and tell me what the lowest number is and if that hits you. Lowest number was a four. Does it hit you? Nope. Ha <laughs> ha, three. No hits. Does a four hit my AC? No, it's not even close. 18, Yeah, so no. I got a three, so no. <laughs> Merlin and I are like single digit numbers and then like, yes, he's over here getting one that's like definitely Scary. would hit my AC. Yeah, oh, like, oh, not like. even close. I rolled double 18s and I was like, oh shit. I also <laughs> rolled double 18s. What is oh. happening? I rolled triple 18s. <laughs> The yellow gear and dragon skiffs are both going to try to fire their ballistas. And seeing the Arzire's ballista being loaded are going to try to fire at Ulrich. Bring it. This is going to be the yellow gear's bolt. It was a 15. Damn, that'll hit. 15 hits. About to take a ballista bolt. I have low AC. You're s- man, I thought I was squishy. I'm squishy. You ready for this, Steven? I'm not sure. It's seven, eight, and 10. 25. 25. Well, that hurt, but I'm okay. And by okay, I mean definitely bloodied, but like not dead. Plus I now have five ballista bolts. <laughs> the damage was not from the ballista bolt itself, but it was from the shattering of splintered wood as it hit the deck and broke and hit you. Okay. You have four ballista bolts. Dang it! All right. I can't do the what I did with Grimton with like Grimton survives a ballista sure, bolt. Sure, sure. No, that's right. That <laughs> I have to hurt you with a ballista bolt in other ways. <laughs> Seeing that strategy, the dragon skull wants to do the same. However, it's not going to because I'm remembering that these are totally different ships and not at all like in uh, in sync with each other right now. So in, in its heart, it wants to follow suit, but... In its heart. Yeah. I, 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 Joe, want it to follow suit, but it will not in, in actuality. Instead, it's going to aim at Sea Leg Jimbringer. No! They hurt my yes. boy Jim! I'm going to be mad. Never call me Jim! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry! This one's going to roll an 18, uh. which will hit Sea Leg. And rolled an 8. A 12 and a 10. Oh my goodness. 30? Is there anything I can do to help my bro out? Uh, he's on the quarter deck over at the stern, and you're over on the bow, my friend. Aye. This ballista bolt goes through his other leg, takes it off. Shit. Dang. He was a soft target, and then embeds itself into the quarter deck. See, like Jimbringer is going to need medical attention to stop the bleeding. He will not get his leg back, but you could save his life. The crew is going to be busy defending the orc and have not noticed. Oh wait, I should. All right, let me roll to see how the crew's doing. Uh, they rolled a nat twenty. They're doing just fine. That's great. With the nat twenty, they're doing so fine defending the deck from boarding orcs. That. Uh, do you have a favorite? Um, a favorite. Pirate NPC that can go help. The cat person. Fisher? Yes. Fisher meows in terror <laughs> and r- runs on all four legs over to the captain and begins to do triage. Brilliant. I thought I was going to have to run over and lay some hands on him, but... You don't know if Fisher knows how to do triage. It's just that Fisher is there. It's true. This is true. Grimton, I have... Four and a half ballista bolts. I think I can take out a few ships. You go help the captain. I'll run over there and and lay my hands on him. I mean, Fisher is, I'm going to say, doing pretty well. I mean, they're pirates. They have to, like, adapt and overcome out here. It's just have to be self-sufficient. So they're doing pretty well with the triage. I just come over and kind of help them and raise his wound so it's above his heart. Meanwhile, you know, infusing him with divine healing energies. Fisher was providing the best mundane triage as possible, but it's the laying on hands that uh, eventually gets the bleeding to stop as you mutter some divine incantations there. All right, here's the great thing. I get to make two attacks still. Mm. Not with a ballista. 
Not with a ballista. That's Sorry. fair. That's, That's fair. That's fair. The the trying to reload that in six seconds. No. We took out Kyle's monster energy and we have mm -hmm. yellow dra gear and dragon, and dragon skull. skull. I'm gonna shoot at dragon skull um, with a single explosive laden ballista bolt. Great. Are you aiming for the ballista or are you aiming for the hull? Um. Hold you on. could easily take out the ballista. Steven has gotten up. I dropped I drop my d20. Hold on. That's <laughs> the most critical of the dice to have. Yes. Um, would doing any would doing anything to the ballista do anything to the boat? It would hurt a lot of soft targets, mostly. It would destroy the ballista, hurt personnel, but I don't think that it would do... Like, hull like, damage? Like, sinking damage, no. So it's like, potentially wound the ship enough to sink it or more likely destroy their ability to hurt us from a distance correct i'm gonna go with that one i don't have time to be silly with my my things here so all right here we go so i'm shooting my ballista with a single explosive at the other ballista 19 the ballista bolt rips through the mechanizations of the enemy siege weapon cool. uh, and destroys it. It sends splinters and shards everywhere. The potential energy that was stored up in the in the drawback of the massive crossbow snaps and sends pieces embedded into the chests of its crew. The orcs on board that ship are screaming in, in pain, but unlike others, have not abandoned ship to begin to swim, but they are uh, doing their best to, to stop bleeding and are otherwise very distracted. There's nobody on board that particular boat that is going to be firing at you. However, Yellow Gear still has a ballista. Mm -hmm. Seeing you target a ballista uh -oh. makes them Damn. also target their ballista. It rolled an eight, though. So it's hey. going to shoot wide and doesn't even hit the boat. Great news, because I definitely could not have taken another ballista bolt. The boat that just attempted to shoot our ballista was Gears? Yes, it's Gear. Throw some more hail at some of these here ships. What's the range on uh, Ice Storm? 300 feet. Great. Yeah, it's a 40-foot diameter hailstorm. Do, do you want to say that you did the 99 damage? Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> I don't want to do the math again, that's for sure. 99, uh, well, that's if they don't save for dex. It's a boat. Can a ship make a dex saving throw? No. We already did this pun. I know. <laughs> I wasn't going to do the pun again. All right, Yellow Gear's out. It's a holy ship. <laughs> you, you already made that joke, too. I know, but I like that one the most. Same spells, same jokes. <laughs> same. <laughs> it's only one joke per spell. That's it. That Warforged commanded ship. Bye. With the, with the Yellow Gear is... Uh, is gone. Bottom of the uh, ocean. Well, not even. And that is four ships down. Oh, man. Uh, that is our sixth ship down. Sixth ship down! That's a sixth ship down, but, like, there are seven who currently can't hurt us very much, because, like, I still took out the ballista for one. When can we call the dragons? We currently have a ship of orcs that is boarding us. No, they're doing their best, but the crew's okay. holding them up. They're, well, they're trying to board us. The crews of the first ships that were close to yours are um, doing their best to get on board, but alas. You're in the air, Alaris. The only ship that's Im immediately trying to attack the Arzire is the one with the sideways profile of the dragon skull. You look into the distance to gauge the rest of the threat, and you see at least 75 more, 80 more ships. However, they have all left the Shattered Coast and are now in open ocean. Yeah. All of them swarming as best as ships do. The Arzire preparing to attack. Dragon time? It's dragon time. Is that the call for dragon time? It's dragon time. Sure, I'll shoot up the signal that was agreed upon. <laughs> Uh, what was that signal? The flare. Hoody hoo! We, we'll, we'll say it's a firework that looks like a dragon breathing fire. Whoa! Dragon time! There we, go. there we go. But he breathes lightning, I think. It's metaphorical lightning. The flare flies high into the sky, 
All of you see it. The entire crew stops what they are doing and follows it with their eyes. It arcs up and you see the albatrosses in the air. Almost immediately, you see the pair begin to change shape. The white seabirds with 10 foot wingspans dive towards the water, splashing down into the sea as massive creatures, bronze scales, dragons of legends. Strong Bagratum and Lapayette, and they begin their massacre at the back of the fleet, one by one. So it is not just visually a spectacle, there's like a full on, sounds like a thunderstorm happening out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Giant booms accompanied by like splintering hulls of ships being breached. And of course, no. the orcs. <laughs> Uh, screaming for their lives, I imagine, as they're being tossed from ships by claws and tails. It's it's definitely something that like we understood in an academic sense, but that's, <laughs> yeah. that seeing is a whole other thing. It's it's truly awe-inspiring and terrifying in a single th- like Ulrich is unable to do anything but stare. Yeah. Yeah. It- it is something that can probably be seen from like anywhere on the coast and will probably be talked about for generations. Marlinde is looking on and seeing like what we've been working towards, which is all of these warforged being destroyed, but also seeing massive amounts of fire and smoke and um, everything's filling the air and the smell of burning flesh and all sorts of other nasty, awful things. And the smell of burning really reminds Morlinde of the last major fire that she was around and she wasn't ready for that. And so there, there is a connection between the fire that was the forest burning and the fire that is these ships burning fire is still fire and death is still death like people are dying and that's really awful regardless is our goal being met yes that's great but the costs i think are going to continue to weigh on moreland day for a while the flame of nexby's alchemist's fire hits deck after deck the smoke fills the air Visually, it lifts your eyes high into the sky toward the astral sea. Would you like to fade to black? I think that's fine. Should the camera get caught up with the smoke? I don't know, because I think there's a moment of, of stillness after everything is done, because we're still out there. It's not like we... There's, there's literally a fleet of ships in the way. Mm-hmm burning for us to get to shore so there's definitely plenty of time where we're just sitting there and there's a moment I think where all the business is done and the only sounds are the lapping of waves against the boats and the burning of wood and I don't know exactly what Ulrich or anybody else is feeling in that moment but it's a moment for sure it's a moment we're all having And I feel like it's probably similar to the moment we had flying away from the new crater in the entire cusp that we created. Which was, like, two days ago? A day ago? (laughs) Yeah. Three, maybe. Like, again, again, we're faced with the consequences of our own actions, where, where we're looking at something that was, you know, in an idealized way, the right, quote, right answer, but, like you know again at what cost like sure the warforged weren't great but like yeah how many how many orcs did we just kill yeah that were just doing their jobs you know like like they weren't they weren't all evil we can't i alric mean, hmm. can't believe that alric can't sit here where they are on a ship uh in the same waters and believe that all those orcs deserve to die they just can't they can't look at this widespread destruction and not feel a bit of disgust towards themselves even if it was the quote right thing to do 
I think we could fade to black after that. But there's yeah, fade to black. But there's a moment. There's a moment there. I think that is important. Yeah. That 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 we as characters, I don't feel like get to gloss over. We have to grapple with the choices that we've made and the consequences of those actions. And and you know, cinematically, we can fade to black, but not until not until our characters have felt those feelings. Well, and I I think that what you like, if if I was like doing this as the advantage TV show. I think that you would like zoom out on the destruction that the dragons are causing from the ship. Like you, you zoom out into like just the mass destruction that the dragons are causing and then you fade to black from that and then you fade back in after all the destruction has been caused as the as the twags are just kind of hanging out on the ship just like slowly drifting through this wreckage. Yeah. It was a longer battle than what we were able to do on the show, right? Mm-hmm. For, for time constraints and for, you know, bad gameplay and radio. But should we see if lives were lost? Oh, absolutely. I think we have to, yeah. We can't not. Yeah. Because of the, the situations that we found ourselves in, I think mortality is slim here. Uh, let's make death uh 18 to 20 mm-hmm. as in likely or unlikely as in unlikely like as in you have to roll an 18 to r20 and then that pirate would have i think the one exception to that might would be the captain yeah Jim bringer yeah because he already got 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 he got a pretty serious wound. Oh, yeah, he's definitely maimed. I'm not even going to roll for that. He, okay. He was maimed and stabilized. Yeah, I guess mechanically you're right. Let's, let's make maiming 12 through 17. Oh, okay, got it. Doing just fine is 1 through 11. 11. So see, like Jim Bringer, we already know, mm-hmm. is maimed. QM, the quartermaster, rolls a 9. She's okay. Nav rolls an 8. He's okay. Ooh! Riggin, the bosun, rolled a, a 20. Damn. Uh, no! Riggin has, has died, which is a bummer. Um, yes, you'll appreciate that Riggin was uh, Alvadarian. You never got to t- the opportunity to talk about that. Oh, man. Uh, Cookie rolled a four. She's good. Oh, my God. This is for Anchor. No. Anchor rolled an 18. Fuck! Damn! Oh, man. Anchor's out. Anchor had the most to lose here. The Admiral, who's that, uh, the old, old white guy with the captain's hat, uh, he's, he's still at the, at the, at the stacks. He didn't have, he had two peg legs, one hook, one eye, and one pipe. So he was not on, on board the ship. He's looking after the hideout. Um, Boggy Pete, uh, Hobble Tomling, the same guy. Let's roll for that. That was a nat 20. What the Spit, fuck? Damn it! Stop rolling so well. Yeah, damn these dark silver forged dice and their consistent 20s. <laughs> um, next is Cannon. Swear to God. Swear to spirits. Cannon rolled a 17. Oh, is- right, Jesus! <sighs> spirits Christ! How is Cannon maimed? I thought Cannon was a construct. Cannon was a halfling who was just absolutely coated in, in armor. Oh, we'll say they lost both legs at the knee. How about that? Oh, my God. Jeez. That hurts so bad. He became a quarterling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, legs at the knee. Oh, uh, that got me. Uh, Cullis rolled a 14, also maimed. That makes sense. Cullis would do a lot of fighting. Uh, how did how was Cutlass maimed? They got a serious injury on one of their like they got slashed really bad at one of their arms and it just couldn't be it couldn't be saved. It's like it wasn't like slashed off. He just he's just got a noodle arm now. It, it became a noodle arm and so at some point it's gonna have to get gone. Offhand though. All right, this is for Fisher. Fisher rolled a two. Fisher's fine. I swear, I, if Fisher had gotten hurt, I was gonna flip my desk over. This is for Pearl. Pearl rolled a 10. Pearl's fine. This is for Sharp. Sharp rolled a 3. Uh, Sharp is that silly uh, goblin, the feral goblin who only spoke in cuspal sign language. And he launched himself into the ships and made it out just fine. 
Sharp's nuts. Proper badass. Like Sharp. Sharp's is the real like protagonist of this whole story here. It's all been leading up You're to back Sharp. To B Squad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forever B Squad. Whaler. Rolled a seven. Eight. So Whaler is fine. Is that everybody? That was a lot more death than I would thought we were gonna get. So we lost uh, Hobble Tomling, Anchor, and Riggin. We only lost the ones that we really like. I liked Hobble Tomling, and I'm mad about that. And Anchor, I really liked Anchor. Anchor was gonna be fun, especially coming up on this next arc. <laughs> that would have been a, a big deal, but alas. Do you think we got hurt at all? Oh, you know what? Yeah, you got a point. I mean. Grimton. We were in it. We we were in the fighting. We basically did a fade to black for all the fight. Like, like how Grimton did Grimton definitely took a lot of damage, but like there's Yeah, how do we have a final battle? Like I, I took a damage from the first fireball from the like Deva and then I didn't take Oh yeah, yeah, I took like seven damage, I think. Um That's that's the hazard of um of fading to black in actual combat and not just easy combat. So uh, that's what I'm saying. I I think that we should Potentially roll for some some some, some wounds. Some, some wounds. Yes, I don't think we should roll for death. Yes. No, no, not for death. Not for no, death. No, no, no. That would that would be terrible. But for some 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 wounds of some sort. I rolled ten. Well, I rolled a six. I rolled a three. Rolled a five. Wow. wow. There we go. I mean. Grimton did suffer a gnarly wound to his arm. Yeah. That's going to leave a scar. But I guess the rest of the fighting was pretty smooth. <laughs> wow. At one point, he got really good at dodging Ballista. So yeah. Not a big issue. Yeah, it's a learned skill. Yeah, like, it's it's a skill you now have, I feel like. I don't know to what end. <laughs> Any other time that you're against Ballista, you get to roll with advantage. <laughs> necessarily how I really expected the finale to go. So the next time we record, we're st we are still recording, by the way. Yeah. Our next session is going to be... A big overall talk session? No, our, our, our next session is the epilogue. Mm. The the Arc 2 epilogue. Because uh, uh, Morlinde and I didn't die. <laughs> yeah. We'll part with Auric and Morlinde, and we'll talk about arc two as a whole yeah the big overall go over everything else. uh that'll be early october then sarah steven and i uh hopefully right after that recording mm -hmm. will immediately get together and we'll introduce each other to their characters not zach and yesi oh and we'll uh we'll develop those relationships a little uh and then early november we'll start recording arc three Man, what a... I know this. we'll talk about this later, but, like, what a journey. I'm having a lot of feelings. I'm having a lot of... Like, as for all that, like, I've been, you know, pushing, retiring Yeah, Rick's complaining character. about playing Spellcatcher. <laughs> like, for all, the, for all that I do, I, I do feel it is a responsible thing to retire Ulrich, like... It's it's so weird, too, because when I, when I was working on, like, character questionnaires for, for the new character... Uh, I default to they them pronouns because that's that's Ulrich's pronouns, but that's not necessarily the new character's pronouns. Uh, and and it's it's an effort to remind myself that I will not be continuing with with Ulrich. I, I I also like obviously you know we're attached to our characters, right? You know there are characters. I can't help but wonder like how the audience feels. Like what do, what do they think? How do they how do they feel about Ulrich and Morlinde? getting benched mm -hmm. <laughs> gonna get taken out back and shot whoa there killer <laughs> no. they're going to a farm upstate <laughs> um as a season finale do we want to make the tail end of this episode also the inspiration app 
Sure, like share the inspo with the audience, like uh, the, our non-patron audience. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. I'm here for that. Yeah, that's fine. For the, the season finale inspo? Yeah. I think yeah. that's reasonable. You could like introduce it that way too. Like, hey, this is normally patron content, but for this we wanted to share it with you guys. Yeah. I think that's fair. Right. Um, so you want to still record it separately and just add it in, or do you want no, to? No, we'll, keep we'll doing just keep recording on this. Um, so I, I told you all at the beginning of tonight's session that I was incredibly nervous for it. Um, well, now before I get into that, first we we've already kind of talked about what it's like to have played our last sessions as uh, Morlinde and Alric. Um, is there anything else that we? That once that needs to be said about that, I I as Joe think that it is incredibly sad to be losing two such powerful characters as you, but also as Joe, I am delighted for both of the characters because I can't find a way to keep justifying having them at this point in the story. Yeah. I think I think it's the responsible storytelling thing to do and like for all that I love Ulrich this is a story like at the end of the day for me at least D&D is collective storytelling mm -hmm. just because I'm attached to the character does not mean that I think that that is the responsible storytelling thing to do and so like this is what I want even if it makes me sad I'm feeling a lot but also more Linde has been ready to be done for like a while. <laughs> yeah. And like, so it, it makes sense for the character, but it also makes sense for me as a player. But right now I, I have a lot of feelings about it and I didn't expect to have that many feelings about it. I thought I was going to be as gung ho, ready to go as like, as excited as I am for the new character, which I am, but like those two feelings exist at the same time. Which is interesting. You, you two have been playing the same character for six years. Damn near six years. Man, that makes me feel old as hell. One of the things, too, that I think is really important to kind of point out about this is that Sarah and I would be making... Or, I mean, don't let me speak for you, Sarah, but I, but I feel like this is probably true for you, that we would be making this decision if we were just sitting around a table and there were no listeners. It's yeah. like when 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 I talk about the story, I'm, I'm not talking about... The listeners i'm not talking about the radio i'm talking about the narrative um and if it was just the five of us sitting around zach's table ordering uh domino's pizza, pizza. Domino's pizza yeah like i would be making the same decision three toppings for 6.99 sue us domino's actually sponsor us yes sponsor us domino's so good. i will Listen, I will shill so hard for Domino's <laughs> if they like decided to sponsor us. I'll eat a Domino's pizza on every recording. Like I'll eat a Domino's pizza every night. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but Domino's. The all Domino's diet. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> we we have, I feel like, an interesting view on this because of the nature of like our play schedule versus like our characters so like we've been playing these same characters for several years but like in terms of sessions it's not like as many as as you might would see in the same time span like in a weekly table yeah but i, I also know, dude because like it's still a lot of sessions 70 hours yeah. 70 mm -hmm. published hours of that's of, true. Um, that's, that's true. true. And well, that's and that's that, at a ratio of like I probably cut away for for every hour of recording I'm cutting away half an hour. Sure, so sure. Times whatever seventy times one and a half. One hundred and five hours. One hundred five. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah. So. Well, I, I guess what I was going to say with that wasn't wasn't that like I haven't actually been playing Ulrich that long, but that like. The due to the like spread out nature of the way we play, Alric is just a fixture. Like, oh, I'm gonna go play Advantage. Time to be Alric. Like, mm, yeah. and it's been that way for so long. Whereas, like, you know, I might have retired Alric earlier in a weekly session. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Um, and it, and I don't think I would have had the same kind of feelings about it because of because it would have been a faster turnaround. But having you know, having been the same character for so long, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Argus for granted. Yeah, yeah, it's just a given, and it's 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 kind of weird to think that like this character 
will not exist on advantage any further past this. Like, well, except for like cute cameos, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there'll be a cameo, but it's not the same. You know, yeah. it's 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 it is it is the end of an arc. It is. I guess this is getting away from from character talk and more into you know just general inspo. But I feel like this arc, the end of arc one, was very like personal. You know, mm-hmm. there was a struggle, but it was a limited struggle, and it felt very personal. This one, Ulrich and and everybody, I feel like is having to deal with the like larger uh, societal implications of their choices, and that's a different kind of dread that I'm not entirely sure how to grapple with <laughs> uh, as a player and as a character. You you mentioned that we're, we're kind of getting away from the uh, the character talk, and that that is something that I want to be very careful with because this is not our arc to like general talk about yeah it's not the overview arc this is this is a session yeah inspiration episode like this is yeah finale session recording sure so it it was relevant but i I do want to be very careful about treading into like the larger movements yeah save that for for the time yeah just dawned on me um it must have been something steven was saying but like how many people actually know about what just happened here or what was going on with the Warforce moving up to Coldafir? Besides, like, us and obviously some Herderthian <laughs> military uppers. Yeah. yeah. And maybe a couple people from the Pandominion. I mean, I feel like there's probably more people in the Pandominion that knew about it. I mean, obviously, like, yeah, some military higher ups have intel. Yeah. Like, right. But, like,. Yeah, the, the masses, masses won't know. Don't know that like yeah. this gigantic threat was just sunk. Uh, sure, but I think that like I was saying in the in the episode, like the sheer spectacle of what just happened, people will know about. It'll be newsworthy. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah, I guess whoever witnessed it. Yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, the, but the rumors will spread. That this this is something that would spread. Like, you can't sink a hundred ships, an armada, without people being like, "Oh, the that shit just, just happened. happened." Yeah, I think too. What I think will be really curious to see, because like obviously news will spread, but like to see how that news is received in different places, right? Yeah, um, specifically in the Pandominion. Um, and again, specifically in the like ruling class of the Pandominion, um, because like clearly that benefits them, you know, if indirectly, like it wasn't about them really, but like they're, it helped, they're gonna, it, or at least they're gonna yeah. find a way to take credit for this. I kind of feel like that's the case. I feel like they're gonna <laughs> America all over it. Oh like I, I don't know what else uh, to say about it. Oh, because our special legionnaires managed uh-huh. an incredible feat at our northern border. Oh, you know it's going to be fun it. that way. <laughs> There's no way that's not going to be a part of it. But I will be curious. What are the, this will be one of the fun things about moving into the next arc, um, you know, as we travel more places, is seeing how this information gets to us again later. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, well, coming up across this information. I'm talking about political intrigue, it might be be worth them taking credit for it but not giving away who the special legionnaires were because Grimton is also like a wanted fugitive like mm-hmm. yeah they can't they can't right well I just mean like literally like sitting in a tavern and hearing somebody talk about it yeah you know not not even like somebody you're like you're the guys that did the thing you know like none of that mm. just literally like hearing about this information yeah um, did you hear that some pandominion elite force sunk in armada <laughs> be like yeah how about that we're just some fucking pirates beep yeah <laughs> I heard beep it was squad pirates. for the win it yeah. was a, a couple dragons yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard it was pirates and dragons you're crazy <laughs> no one would believe that why would they be so many bar fights <laughs> <laughs> um Let's talk about the the gameplay of this session. What worked really well? For for what it's worth, I know you were kind of like a little unsure about some of the things you wanted to do mechanically. I thought it went fine, uh, and I would have even been 
okay with like a longer haul. You it's know, midnight almost, so yeah. we can't do a longer haul. I slept super well last night. <laughs> I did take it, a three-hour like, nap well, today specifically for this, but also... I appreciate that. Uh, don't get me wrong, I'd, I'd rather go to bed, but like, <laughs> I, I I didn't feel... I hate this game. No, what I mean is that I, I never felt like combat was like dragging, dragging. I agree. Like there was, it never felt there, that way. There was, there was always a point of intrigue or interest and there was, because of the kind of like annoying complexity that I think you had to deal with, there was also a lot of uh, variety. It wasn't like, all right, top of the round, whose turn is it? You know, yeah. it was like, right. oh, on this turn, it's three new ships showed up and one of them has a ballista, you know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like, so that, that provided a lot uh, and it gave a lot of room for big stuff. You know, I mean, Auric, a lot of RX things are a little more precision based. Uh, so like, I don't have a whole lot of like destroy a whole ship in one go kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's cool to get to see like wall of fire used on a whole boat. Like that was dope now, as hell. But uh, on the, at the same point, like I'm disappointed because we didn't get to see a return of like mother bear, you know, which would have yeah. been a wonderful like callback. We didn't get to well, see. And uh, admittedly, I was kind of prepared for a longer haul mm-hmm. uh so i was more reserved yeah, and, like i was back. trying to say because i was like it's we got a hundred ships here there's no way we're gonna get through like three and then be saved yeah. i was re- i was ready to like grind and get to the, the mm-hmm. skin of our teeth and so i was kind of holding back a lot of those things i was um, ready to give it to you if it weren't for time no i get it and and like that is a reasonable choice but that that was like initially at least why why i started uh, or why i was like a little you know more hesitant with with my big stuff for I didn't the wanna... audience we did start this recording or this this session six hours ago yeah it's been a long haul it, it has but like the co- the combat wasn't the combat, the combat was smooth in a vacuum that could have gone on longer and i wouldn't have been sad about it what didn't work or what what would you not like to see again ballista didn't work okay N- no i had a lot of fun with the ballista no i mean <laughs> i i thought it was fine uh... <laughs> I, I thought it was i really liked the ballista i I sometimes wasn't I sure if I was supposed to be shooting the ballista or if I was supposed to be magicking or if they were there for me to choose. Um, so sometimes... It's all a choice, buddy. I, I got the feeling that they were there as more of a, a backup. Because if the fight goes on as long as it's supposed to, eventually we're going to run out of all of our spells. Mm-hmm. And having the uh, beholder tentacles as a backup weapon... Very cool. Um, ...is... I think kind of the design because before we run out of spells the beholder things have basically infinite ammo so you can just have the crew members using them and that helps them like be effective at you know stopping the orcs that are trying to board and so on and so forth Mm -hmm. and like gives them a little bit more firepower to actually fight um while we still have our big gun spells and being all you know actually like level 10 or whatever yep um that, that's kind of what I thought of as the, for the beholder things. Which is why there's I also like them. the the customization of for the swivel stuff. If if the ship combat had been more of a feature, like mm-hmm. um, like the the customizing the loadout of the ship to figure out like what what you thought would work, what when where you wanted it, because like they it could have be, become uh, d- depending on how you had had chosen to uh, to do the the session. Um, it could have been like a running. Uh, a running combat where each ship are, are all moving together um, mm-hmm. and trying to outmaneuver each other, etc. And then the like the swivel guns really would have come into play versus anchoring, not anchoring because you would never have been able to anchor there, but uh, uh, but reefing the sails and just setting up shop and w- deciding to fight back the hordes, you know? Yeah. I think one of the things that's very interesting is like the fact that the ballistas and the javelins that the other crews had had a longer range than the things that we did, <laughs> but we were kind of stuck in our spot. Yeah. So like, if the bad guys wanted to, they could have just ran us out of magic, and if we didn't have like the dragon, you know, in game, right? And then if, and like we run out of magic, then what are we doing? You know, 
like we're just basically sitting ducks at that point and they just rain down javelins until they just run out of javelins but there's a hundred ships mm-hmm. so um well my my justification for i each each ship had uh had a, a mile range you, and you got to be you got to be precise with that like that's the, the the longest range that this ballista can get right yeah right. so the the reason that they weren't firing like way at the back was because they wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to mm-hmm. to actually hit a target or they would be wasting mm-hmm. their ammo and there were other ships in between them yeah they could have hit friendly like yeah. and, and so they were working to like figure out how to surround before they unleash all nine yeah. miles um before uh they they had the opportunity to do that. Um, what did you think about what ended up as the sit there and take it and until you're able to call in the dragons to, to I, clean up the rest? I was here for that whole idea. I thought it was really fun. I'm glad that's the choice we made. Mm-hmm. Um, I I a lot of this just had to do with the way the roles fell, but. I definitely would have felt a little more intense, I think, had the uh, had we been boarded mm-hmm. and yeah. like we're having to make decisions about because because you know for the most part we got to just focus on the ships incoming and we didn't have to deal with you know any of the individuals so yeah. much right and so I, th- I think having had that the uh, the additional pressure of dealing with like people who actually made it onto the ship could have both like heightened. You know the stress of the moment and the like, you know, likelihood of death. Though more people died than I thought, you know, would. <laughs> so there's the fates for you. Yeah. Um, that one's like, it's not like you did anything wrong. Like that's just how the dice fell. You know. Well, no, that was y'all's choice. But that mm-hmm. was y'all's choice because the the option was we keep running and we uh, allow ourselves to be boarded, mm-hmm. um, in 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 having this running battle. Or mm-hmm. we we set up shop and let other, let them come to us, and we try to mm-hmm. do our best to reverse board and keep stuff off of the Arzire yeah. as much mm-hmm. as possible. Yeah. Well, and like I guess like the the crew kept rolling like really good rolls and that's keeping true. off. Oh, that, that's the that's the yeah yeah that you're talking about. Okay. Yeah yeah yeah. Like they yeah, got they got managed to get up. Right, and I think um, you know it would have been quickly too overwhelming if like we had been like seriously boarded. And yeah. We'd have we. I part of what I like about this versus the way that could have gone is you know if we'd have gotten too boarded the I feel like the dragons would have felt like a like more of a Deus Ex Machina yeah, yeah oh, like yeah, well yeah. they're they're about to be totally snuffed out time to call in the dragons you know um, right. whereas whereas um, you know the way it went instead like it felt like we just got you know we did it we we, we did we what held we our own yeah. yeah. Uh, and it wasn't easy. We took some heavy hits, and like mm-hmm. those ballista shots were scary. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so I think I think the only thing that could have made it better was would have been a middle ground, like having a little bit of that pressure, but not so much that it was overwhelming, and not just from like a player perspective, but from a narrative perspective as well. Because mm-hmm. uh, I would have been kind of sad if it was a, if it was a Deus Ex. Uh, as would I, and that was that yeah was th- one of my biggest fears about this is, yeah. is that like. Number one, we 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 know how this is going to end, right? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Y'all as characters set it up so that this was going to happen. So my this is this is where my anxiety was at the beginning of it. When I was writing, is like, how am I going to uh, to make it a compelling finale without just letting the dragons do the narration, right? Um, or or just telling the damn story of mm-hmm. dragon wrecking shot up the ships yeah so i was trying to give you a lot of choices there uh about like how you're going to do it and i think that turned out okay that ter- it went better than i thought it would i'm thankful for that my other fear was that like y'all aren't sailors like you just happen to find yourself on this ship you you happened to ally uh to to choose the route of um of allying with these pirates on the arzai yeah and choosing to ally with the dragons two very powerful things or the dragons are are powerful on their own and the the ship is powerful as a working crew that can function without your participation Mm -hmm. effectively yeah well let's say that sea like jimbringer got got killed first ballista right which is a great tool to to set up a a session in like a a, an actual pirate campaign or a, a pirate themed tabletop session at all because like oh, suddenly somebody's got to step up 
and you're among the crew and you're a member of the crew and somebody's got to take control. But in this case, the crew functions on its own and the crew have like all sorts of fallbacks on what happens yeah, next. Yeah, they like a first mate and stuff. There's like a whole order. Yeah, yeah the, the, the quartermaster would have taken ultimate control. Uh, Anchor and Nav still would have been able to manage just fine. It would have sucked, but like there is an understood hierarchy that that goes there, and so like there, there's no way to like throw you into the big decision makings of the ship. Um, trying to point stuff out like where the break in the rock is, or the the break in the sea stacks are, and give you other things that you can you can inform. Mm-hmm. No, was the best way that I could create. A scenario for that and my that my biggest fear is that i wasn't going to be able to do that as effectively as i do think that it turned out it just turned out really well quick aside i i really think that those pirates like canonically got a shitload of money from this i don't know how oh, yeah. like oh, but they, they, I mean, they, they definitely robbed did. those ships blind and and deserve every every penny that, of that's it that's true also strombogradam's got a horde and strombogradam agreed to pay them but but i'm just talking straight up stuff they just took from the boats like oh, literally like just loot. like scooping yeah, stuff well, i mean they're gonna Sorry, be yes, looting, looting they're gonna be looting that for months yeah, yeah there's so much stuff that they even like weird stuff like stuff like yeah i'm sure they got some of those amethyst hearts they can sell in the black market there's bound to be gold in all of the crew members pockets like mm-hmm. they i i, I want to believe that they raked in the dough you you will be seeing the pirate crew again I, I, yeah. do, I do intend on making them a a returning feature in the same way as uh or it's not not the same way but similar to the red capes or similar to uh the hundreds of thousands Phil and Ren and the hundreds of thousands yeah re- mm-hmm. re- reoccurring erica try characters that you can yeah right next speed i was hoping that the It'll hundreds really of thousands f- were going to show up for our final battle oh my god there was, <laughs> like, there was a point like you do still let me remind you that you do still have the ability to call in the hundreds of thousands on any combat you have oh. i you also if i remember correctly still owe them I some damn mittens. mittens some mittens um, good thing you're going back to the Watched Forest. Yeah, sounds like it'll, a good epilogue yep. thing. It'll be really Hilarious. funny if we bound, if we bump into some of these established NBCs as the like next group because half of the party will know who they are. The other half will be uh, like, who the fuck and- are these weird ass fairies? <laughs> Beep. As for Sarah, sorry, yeah. Um, good finale. Good finale. I felt I'm like okay a finale. I, I, yeah. I, I don't think that it hit the same way. It wasn't as, as like scary life or death the as the other finale. ones, but I'm not yeah. I'm not mad about it like I'm not mad about it either. And I I think the way that the finale shaped up with you've successfully done your job of holding off the ships until they were able to clear the the sea stacks. I think that that did a great job of displaying that exhaustion. Like you're just you're just you're trying doing to make everything it. Yeah. you can. Yeah. Yeah. There's and there's not the the like the 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 orc in your face swinging a battle axe sort of that type level of desperation, but there is like you're up against a huge thing and you're just struggling. You're like you are counting every single one of those ships, like that level of desperation. Yeah. I I was ready. I was ready to go through all of them. The end of arc one. You know, you we, we finish up the the small local story mm-hmm. of of you know the Tempest Oath and everything, and this story the the finale of this story. While like I can I can see what you're talking about with like the Deus Ex Machina of the dragons and stuff. Like it's setting up the world to be so much bigger. Mm, yeah. Because yeah. like the sto- the finale of this show or of this seat of this arc was bigger than our characters. Our four characters are not strong enough and not powerful enough to have dealt with this on their right. own. Mm-hmm. If it would have just been the four of us against all those Warforged and Oryx, we would have died. This is getting close. This is like right on the edge of uh, what I don't want to talk about <laughs> with like the, the arc recap. But mm-hmm. yeah, like this this whole time, the, the like the, the feelings of 
of arc two from like the second y'all entered delve deep is this is out of our hands yeah like, like this, this is, is yeah. so much Too bigger big. than we can deal with yeah <laughs> there's yeah. definitely been a, a sort of sense of not quite powerlessness but that like yeah like what the hell are we supposed to do about of this? being pulled along yeah by the larger world and i think like as as this finale is over and you look towards arc three i think that where i'd like to see it go is like finding a way for our characters to like retake the reins as they become even more and more powerful and bigger fixtures in the world yeah. or whatever um where like arc two is this whole um especially in like the finale of like the world and all these problems are much bigger than the four of us yeah to the point where two of the party members are like no more. <laughs> I'm good. Not that we are deliberately trying to piss off Nickelodeon, but um, <laughs> this feels like I, I don't remember if it's book two or book three, um, where we get the the it's the the moon ending, the where they are where the girlfriend becomes trying the to moon. It's the moon. Yeah, that's book one. That's book yeah, one. that's, that's the very one. beginning. That's a yeah. water. Book. Jesus it's Christ. Water. Yeah. Spirits, Christ. Um, <laughs> that's the funniest thing. <laughs> Um, that's the biggest takeaway from this session. Or no, 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 that's not the one. Because uh, like that one's like, yeah, everything's happy and it's over. I'm ta- uh, the one where we lose. They go and they do the big. They lose bossing. Uh, oh, when oh. bossing say in book two. And they yeah they do the whole big fight, and it it goes horribly wrong, and they mm. lose. And they have to retreat. Um, that's what. That's almost what this feels like. Because like, we won, sure, but it's not like yay. It's like. Yeah, thank goodness it's over. <sighs> yeah, this is like, this is a low I'm, point, you know? This is not the victory Ulrich wanted to have. This is not what they thought they'd be doing. Yeah. And they they can't really escape the feeling that no matter how they did this, they would have been helping somebody they'd rather not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that sucks. It kind of feels like working for the gods again. Yeah. And, like, how much they hated all that. Um, so there's just, like, a... I don't know. Everybody sucks, and I don't want to work for any yeah. of them. Something, <laughs> kind of deal. Something you said, yeah. Zach, about wanting to take the reins again in, in Arc 3 and, like, feel in control. It, it reminded me of... So, for for the listeners, um, for a while, I was a... For, like, four years, I was a, registered as a uh, professional lead climbing instructor. Um, and in, in part of my training, uh, they something that I, I remember very deeply and has stuck with me is the, the four stages of, or what, what they called like four stages of competence, unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, conscious competence, and then finally unconscious competence, where you start out with unconscious incompetence, where like you're, you're you bad and you know. don't know you're You don't bad. know and you don't know. Like, that's it. You just aren't familiar with anything. Um, and you you might be going about things and going about things quite well, but you're not aware that you're 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 you're, you're even doing these things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, conscious incompetence, where, like, suddenly you have a little bit of knowledge and it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, knowing... At, at the at the conscious incompetence level, like you're aware of the vastness of knowledge that you don't have regarding this subject. Um, the the struggle there is developing enough knowledge to like combat that anxiety of not having that skill. Mm-hmm. Um, the third stage is the success of that of conscious competence, um, where when you think about it you're able to do things really really well you're you're able to to grapple with that that anxious foreboding and perform effectively uh and then unconscious competence where you're like yeah i could do this like the back of my hand you know <laughs> like this is this mm-hmm. is no problem i've i've made this as uh intuitive and rote enough that i can perform this without thinking about it and i could do it effectively and do it well and do it safely um when it came to the rock climbing um without it ever being an issue um because i'm just that damn good when it would put up against that you're y'all are definitely in the like conscious incompetence stage for like wrestling with the uh like what are we into yeah why right why now, are we what are we doing stage. why are we here 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think then the whole the-, the the whole theme of arc too. I would almost like to see the characters like get a little bit of breathing room, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know what the plans are so far for arc 3, but maybe there could be some amount of like time in between where the characters can just like not be in crisis mode for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's been like two and a half months of just crisis. Of ever escalating crisis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like geopolitical crisis. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. I'm excited to to, I'm, yeah. to wrap up too. next time to uh, to do our, our epilogues with Merlinda and Ulrich to see what the next arc brings, y'all. Dang, I'm excited. Crazy. I'm so glad to finally be done after almost three years of um, of this particular season you know at the end of the day it's too bad we're never going to get to experience it because of admiral fancy hat and just <laughs> and this being the last episode of advantage ever as, as joe <laughs> proclaimed earlier that's right that's right Wait, yeah so. all the things what could have been <laughs> dream now after we stop this recording session it's the last time <laughs> okay um Thanks, y'all. Is that it? Let's stop recording. Um, what are we going to save this as? Your name, A2 Finale P3. That's it. Stop your recordings. <laughs>